Hi, I'm Alex Terranova, and this is the Dream Mason Podcast. And what you are about to hear is a segment called Playing With Problems. It was originally aired as the Playing With Problems podcast and is now officially folded into the Dream Mason Podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Success is a broad term that carries only arbitrary meaning. In Western cultures, we often attribute it to money, fame, and power. But money without joy, peace, love, spirituality, and health doesn't equate to a great life. Often, it equates to a miserable one. Hi, I'm Alex Terranova. As a business and life performance alchemist and coach who's coached hundreds of successful people, I have learned the secret to a great life is about creating a life you love the experience of living. It's not about how much money you make, how big your company is, how many abs you can count, the boat you own, the models you've slept with, or the trips you've taken. A great, successful life feels good. It's the result of choosing your purpose and living with commitment, integrity, love, play, and faith. Each week on Playing With Problems, I will sit down with one successful person. They might be successful in money, love, leadership, health, spirituality, or maybe they're thriving in various areas. And we'll explore who they are and what they've accomplished. But every podcast does that. What makes this podcast unique is we'll also dive into and play with a current problem they're experiencing. See, there's this cultural myth that makes us believe that once people are successful, they don't have problems. We all have problems, and it takes a courageous person to share theirs. The show isn't about listening to a problem that's been solved. Our guests will bring a vulnerable issue they are currently challenged by and we'll work and play together to get clarity, answers, new perspectives, ideas, and maybe even a solution. I invite you to experience these conversations as if they are about you. If you listen and watch through yourself, your relationships, finances, fears, challenges, successes, and problems, these conversations could change your life. Welcome to Playing With Problems. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Playing With Problems. Every single time I get to record one of these episodes, I just want to acknowledge and be grateful to the guests that come on here. So you haven't met my guest yet, obviously, because just started this. But uh, I'm grateful to her, and I'm just so grateful to all the guests that come on this show because, as we always talk about, it requires bravery, requires vulnerability, it requires a dedication to something bigger, than whatever uh, most of us will actually do. Most of us are more concerned with looking good um, or the optics of everything than actually achieving our goals, which stops so many of us. So many of us are stuck in um, being right or looking good or appearing a certain way or carrying on some narrative, usually from our ego, that we can't get out of our own way. We're, we're not working with the therapists or the coaches or the personal development people or getting a mentor. And that keeps us stuck because we'd rather be kind of right um, than win. And my guests that come on this show and those of you that are listening, I really believe are committed to something different, are committed more to success in their life, joy, peace, happiness, fulfillment than the circumstances or the reasons or the things that their ego. Uh, creates to keep them kind of safe and boxed in. My guest today is someone who I love it because she she had a dream or she had dreams when she was younger 
And she's now playing out those dreams or living those dreams currently in her current career, which is fun because I don't know, most of us, I don't think most of us stuck to that. Most of us had dreams as a kid or had wanderings as a kid. And then we veered off and we're doing whatever we're doing now. Um, but usually it's not connected to things that we really wanted or imagined as a kid. So I'm going to, I want to tell you a little about her, about her story. Cause I love this. So as a young girl, she would spend a lot of time alone. And during this time alone, she would walk around Emeryville, California, where there were lots of places like Ikea, outside malls, tall buildings, hotels. And as she would walk around, she found herself falling in love with real estate. And she would wonder as a child who owned these buildings. How did they buy them? And right, just, I, I love that visual. I picture a little child walking around a city, like staring up at these massive, you know, buildings or complexes wondering like, hey, whose are these and how did they get them? And now as an adult, um, and I should say adult, not just an adult, but a mother of four, she's married. Um, she decided that in, in 2020, that not only did this, she didn't want to have this dream, but she wanted to make this dream a reality. So she moved from uh, residential real estate into commercial real estate and has been moving towards this dream of acquiring commercial real estate. And she's in that process. And like I said, she's doing it as a wife, as a mother of four. Uh, she homeschools her children. Um, I mean, I think I do a lot, but I don't have four kids. So <laughs> that in itself is pretty incredible. Welcome, uh, Brianna Maurice, to the to Playing With Problems. Thanks for being here. Hi, Alex. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I sorry, I almost got jumbled. I I I host a few podcasts, and I was about to say a different podcast when we were going in. Um, yeah, thanks for thanks for being here. Thanks for you know you shared with me. I didn't say this in the introduction. You shared with me before we hit record that the thing that you're most proud of in life and the thing that you feel like has you be a success is that you're raising great kids that you feel like your kids are great people tell me like a little bit about you know what like that and, and and how that matters to you um it means a lot to me because when when you're raising children it's of course a hundred percent your responsibility so it's your responsibility to raise these humans to be great people Right. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to scratch their knee, their elbow They're They they might get into some things. But um, nonetheless, if you raise a great human being, they'll be OK. They'll bounce back pretty well. So I'm just I'm just grateful that my kids are kind. They're respectful. Um, they're they're just great. They're just great kids. They have great energy. Um and and I and I reward them for showing gestures of of kindness. So if they help me with something, or if they help their sibling with something, I I just you know I show a lot of appreciation for it because I want them to continue to be that way. I love that. And then so you're raising these and you're homeschooling them, right? Yes, that's correct. So. How do you find time? Because I think this is the first thing I thought of. And, and I know there's plenty of mothers, fathers out there that 
say that their children are, it's not like they blame their kids, but their kids are the reason that they can't get in shape or write that book or start that business. How do you juggle, you know, raising kids in the way you want and homeschooling them and having a real estate career? Um, so I, 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 I'm, I'm doing my best. And that's what I tell myself every day because it's not easy. It's not easy. Not one bit, but I do my best every day. So I come up with these habits or I have came up with habits that help me structure my day more properly. So following a schedule is one. And, and sometimes I don't go exactly by the schedule, but having a schedule does help me. Um, juggling being a mom and taking care of the house and doing real estate. So um, that's that that has definitely helped me a lot. And then also um, just not giving myself an excuse because I used to do that a lot, especially my first year as an agent. I gave myself a lot of excuses as to why I could not get things done. And that that was okay. So I came out of that and I said, okay, well, let me do everything that I can and my efforts will begin to compare. And that's that's what I'm doing now, just setting out a time. I have a certain uh, maybe three hours in the day where I get a lot of things done. I just stay focused on that and I get a lot of things done. And then I go back to being a mom and everything else. So I make it work because um, not reaching my full potential is, it's, no, it's not happening. It has to happen. How did you break the pattern of the excuses pattern that you said you were in? How I broke the pattern. I broke the pattern by the one of my, well, let me say this. One of my worst fear, my biggest fear is not achieving my goals or becoming, becoming my version of success. So I said, if I don't do this, it's not going to happen. Nobody's going to give it to me. I have to get this done. So I stopped giving myself excuses and I do everything in my power to get things done every day. Because there's there's no other way. You have to get it done. So that's how I came out of that. If you don't do it, who's going to do it, Brianna? That's what I said myself. So you mentioned in there your version of success. What is like the definition of success to you? The definition of success for me is the freedom of choice. And what I mean by the freedom of choice is being able to choose where you want to live, the car you want to drive, the food you want to eat, things like that. It could be the smallest thing or it could be the biggest thing. The freedom of choice. I get to choose what I want to do today. I get to choose what I want to eat today. Anything I get to choose, that's success to me. Nice. And then what about, do you consider yourself, uh, it sounds like you consider yourself successful as a parent. Do you consider yourself successful in your marriage? Absolutely. I have the best husband. Yeah, say more. Tell us about why. Like, what makes your relationship successful? What makes my marriage successful is me and my husband have a great understanding. We we understand each other. And it's like, it's not just like a physical, it's more of a spiritual. And it's not perfect, but we, I wouldn't say fight, 
But every day in our marriage, we work on just getting more and more spiritually connected. And um, of course, when you come into a relationship, like you have your demons, your spouse has theirs. But just how we are with each other, we have we have helped each other grow and just become better people. And, you know, I know my husband loves me unconditionally. And um, we always say to each other, if one of us came up missing, we know the other will search till their last breath to find to find each other. So yeah. it's just it's that kind of love. It's it's very strong. The other year, I'm laughing because the other day I was um, I was lying on the couch and I was watching like, I don't know, some some action movie. Right. Like it's just some I was like working on something, but it was like on in the background, I'm, like kind of paying enough attention. And my fiance comes downstairs and she's like, oh, she like hates the like shooting and the right. She's like it. She feels like it's like too invasive, like the noise. And she sits down next to me and I'm like, it's almost over. You know, let me just finish because I want to, you know, I know what's going to happen, but I want to see, watch it play out. And, and I, and she kind of is watching for a minute and I quickly tell her the synopsis of the movie. And it's like some Gerard Butler movie where like his wife goes missing and he's got to go find her. Right. Like, like kind of stereotypical, right. Like action. And, um, and I said to her, um, I was like, babe, I got to watch this. Like, it's like me, I'm practicing, I'm studying because, you know, if you go missing, I'm going to know what to do. I'm going to know, you know, I'm watching him like, oh, I'm seeing the mistakes he's making. I'm seeing the things he's thinking. And it, it's, it's, it's like watching game film if you're an athlete. <laughs> and she looks at me and she's like, she, part of her kind of liked it. Like the idea, right? As I'm like saying, I would go find her. And I was like, and, and wouldn't you want me? to find you not like the police, right? Wouldn't that be like way hotter if I showed up and found you? And, <laughs> and at first she's like, oh yeah, this is great. And she's like thinking about it. And then she turns to me and she's like, wait, why am I going missing? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I love, I love that, that you said that. All right. So you're successful in marriage. Do you have a success tip for like couples that are, struggling in their marriage obviously there's a million reasons why people could be struggling but do you have like a, a, a thing that you and your husband do that helps you guys be successful yes absolutely so um the thing one of the things that we discuss is um the 80 20 rule right so if your marriage is 80 percent good but that 20 percent, you guys might have some disagreements or don't have an understanding about certain things just just weigh it out if you're 80 percent good then work it out 20%, but that 20% could be a deal breaker. So let me, let me use another, another thing because everybody's situation is different. So what I, what me and my husband discuss is, are they worth it? Right? Because every relationship comes with some sort of, nothing's perfect. So you have to ask yourself, is this person worth going through the emotions with and for? And if they're worth it, then work it out. So he's worth it for sure. <laughs> do you do you have anything that you do that helps you get through the like the hurdles? I mean, you got four kids. There's got to be a lot of challenges, right? Things that come up just because of life. Is there anything mm -hmm. that you two have, you know, me and my partner have like every Monday we take a walk on the beach together in the morning and we like do a check in. 
Is there anything that you that y'all do, you know, that helps it? Like any any habits or behaviors or patterns that you do that help your relationship? Um, well, something that we do currently uh, is, of course, when we put the kids to bed, that's our, I would say, maybe about an hour and a half to two hours of to just sit there. And if we're watching a movie, it might be on, but we still might be, we're, we're going to be talking. So we just talk about things. We definitely have our time every day um, before we go to bed. We have our time. And then um, every now and then we'll have a date night, you know. Of course, he'll cook me dinner or I'll cook him dinner and we have the candles and stuff like that. But um, yeah, so far that that's the, just the small things that we do. Nice. So let's talk about where you're finding challenge or where you're finding um, a problem. What do you <laughs> what do you feel like is, you know, the biggest challenge that you're currently facing? The biggest challenge that I'm currently facing is um, having a great strategy. I feel um, just this past weekend, um, I was able to hear someone great uh, speak. And um, he mentioned the difference between or how to separate, I guess, vision from strategy. And um, uh, for a long time, I thought my vision was the problem, you know, my ultimate goal, my vision. But in reality, it was my strategies that just weren't working. I didn't have a good strategy. so that that's what uh what i'm struggling with my strategy to get it right okay so what do you think is the like what do you think the problem with your strategy is i feel like i was i feel like um for a long time and i just got out of this but for a long time i was taking bits of pieces of all these people in my field who are successful and just taking bits and pieces from everyone and putting it into my own pot trying to make my own recipe and it just wouldn't work. It it just wasn't working. So, yeah, that's what I was doing wrong <laughs> for a long time. Do you do you feel like you have a like a really clear strategy at the moment? Yes, yes, I do. I feel like I have a clear strategy now um, because I for a long time I was oh I'll do everything myself or I can get this done myself or. No, I don't need anybody to do this and do that. And, you know, I wanted to be the the only one, right? The only one. Oh, I got here on my own. And I got out of that mentality real quick because I realized you can go so much further with a great team. So um, that's currently where I am now. Like building a team, putting that together. Building a team, getting into a team. Yeah, for sure. And and the, the key word to all of this Right. This is for everybody listening. Mentorship. Mm. Get you a great mentor that is going to save you a lot of time, a lot of headache and a lot of mistakes. Mentorship is key to get to where you want to be. So the strategy was the problem. You were lone wolfing it and now you're building a team. What, what I asked you before is like, wh what's the current problem? So it's, it, I can't tell if strategy is still the current problem, like it, or it mm -hmm. was the current problem. Okay. So I would say it was the current problem. It was the past problem. It was, the it problem. was the past problem, but just recently I feel like I, I've solved the problem. So this was just recent. It wasn't like six months ago. This was maybe about three weeks ago. 
Okay. So where I felt like I solved the problem. Okay. So how's the executing of the strategy now going? So far, so far it's great. I feel I feel like in my field of real estate, I'm getting more, I wouldn't say respect, but having a mentor and having that background, right? Because I haven't I, I haven't uh purchased my own commercial property yet. So just having that team that has that track record, it it helps a lot when I talk with brokers, when I talk with other investors, I'm able to 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 tell them who I'm working with. And then it kind of that wall comes down and then we're able to move forward. Whereas when I was by myself, it's just, you know, hey, what have you done? Oh, I'm a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, can I trust you to close the deal? Are you able to close? What's your financing like? And all these real estate questions. But yeah. So it reminds me a lot. And a lot of the work I do with men, we'll talk about men often. And it's not just men, right? You just described it for yourself. But often with men, it's like this lone wolf thing where, right, they're out and and they don't realize that a wolf on its own is like getting scraps, not actually taking down the big animals. It's the herd that takes down, you know, the pack or the pack of wolves that takes down, you know, the big animal together. And uh, and that's what I really hear from you is like, hey, as an independent, yeah, maybe you can get some success, but when you came and kind of tied yourself to a pack now it's like the doors get open the respect gets given because you're you're with a group that garners respect it's not just you it's not just them it's the whole thing together so that's great um i love that like for people listening i think it's a really powerful lesson that often so many of us have to to learn the hard way uh Mm -hmm. we go out it alone until something really smacks us in the face what do you yeah so right now, because you haven't accomplished your goals, right? You're, right. You're still, right. You, we're clear on that. Right. So if we look at like where you are versus where you want to be, what, like, how do you identify, like, how would we look at that gap? Because that gap, there's still room for you to move, right? Yeah. What's, do, do you see any hurdles or obstacles or challenges or things where maybe you're not moving as fast as you'd like to in that gap? Yeah. So. With me, I feel like mentorship isn't a magic pill, right? You still have to put the work in. You still have to grow as an individual. There's still a lot of self-development for me and whoever is on their journey. Like you said, that gap, there's a lot of self-development in there. So with me, it's just, again, not keeping it out of my mind that my personal life is not an excuse not to accomplish my goals. It's something, it's not, it's something I struggle with every day because sometimes I feel like I don't have enough time. You know, I have my kids, I have, I'm a wife and, and all this, it takes up really most of my time. Um, and then just, I feel like just my schedule alone and everything that I have to do, sometimes I feel like, man, I'm not able to go to those networking meetings or, I'm not able to go to events with um, some associates or go to dinner with some friends because, you know, right now my husband's on his grind as well. He works in and in, in is studying for a certification and things like that. So, you know, I feel like those are my struggles. Just keeping my mind, keeping my mind um, 
just focused on just enjoying the process, not feeling like I'm too late or I've been left behind because everyone else is achieving their real estate goals, but I might feel like I'm not there yet or so on and so forth. So that that's something I, I struggle with every day is being okay with where I am in my process. Yeah, that's a really common where you just shared the, you know, the, I don't have enough time because of all the things that you have going on, or I can't be where I need to be because of all the things that you have going on, which are real, right? Like there's kids that need to be fed. There's kids that need to get help with their schoolwork. There's kids that need to be put to bed, right? Like there's all these things. There's a home that needs to get tended to. There's a husband that needs to be supported. Um, what works right now about how you generate the time and what doesn't work? Okay, let's see. What works right now about how I generate the time? So what's working for me, like I mentioned before, is the schedule. Just keeping my schedule and making sure that I take a minimum of two hours out of my day every day to focus strategically on what it is I need to get done. Rather that's making calls, sending emails, um, when I have a, a deal that I'm working on, just getting that done, just anything, just having that set time every day, it has to be done. And what wasn't working was when I didn't have a schedule, when I would just wake up and just float the day, then I wouldn't be motivated to do anything. Um, I didn't have a strategy for today, so to speak. So that, that wasn't working. I need a schedule. For my kids and well, everything. What's still, what's still, like, where are there gaps still, right? Because you're talking about it, like, in the past, but currently, what still okay. could be working better? What still can be working better? I'm going to say this. Um, focusing on the 20%, that's going to get me 80% results. Because I feel like sometimes, sometimes with me, I... I do busy work sometimes. So I feel like I need what right now I need to do more of focusing on the tasks that are actually going to bring me results. That's where I am nice. currently. Nice. So focusing on the tasks that will bring you results. How do you know the difference between, because I think this is a, a big thing people do, right? We can make the busy work seem real important. How do you identify the tasks that are actually important, like those really important 20% versus the 80% of busy work? How are you going to identify and, and like tackle that 20%? Well, I do some measuring, of course, and I go by how I feel. Do I feel like I accomplished what I needed to do for today? How do I feel about that? And a lot of times how I feel tells me, you know, okay, Brianna, you did what you had to do today. Or no, you didn't really get things done because now the next day is coming around and then that same thing is still there <laughs> when it could have got done. So, I mean, that's how I, how I measure it so far. Just how I feel. Yeah. Do you ever feel like accomplished? and yet maybe have not got a lot done or ever beat yourself up even though you did a lot? Yes, sometimes. Gotcha. Sometimes. Um, sometimes I feel like I have it all figured out. Like today, <laughs> oh, I know exactly <laughs> what I have to get done. And then there's days where I, I'm just like, 
I don't know what I'm doing. What is going on here? And, and I feel like it's a mind thing, you know? So I'm working on <laughs> I, uh, just everyday self-development, like I mentioned, just, you know, developing my mind and not letting the little, not, not beating myself up yeah. and saying, you, you did great today. Well, what if I, um, just for, just for like the fun of it, what if we, uh, I challenged you to take like the feelings off the table. Now I want to, I want to okay. be, be real clear here. Feelings are really important. We're not like making them not important, right? Like our feelings are our body's way of like giving us guidance. But often, as you know, um, let's use pregnancy, for example. There were a lot of pro- like difficulties in pregnancy that probably didn't feel so good. And yet, yeah, you're, as we know, your kids are these amazing things that you love. And so if you had just been like, wait, we need to stop this pregnancy. We need to get rid of these babies because they don't feel good either in my belly or during the process. <laughs> that would not have been a good, right? Your feelings in the moment wouldn't have been the best descriptor or the best like advice givers on where you go. Um, and I might even say for most of us, when we're building a goal or a dream, the things that we need to do are, can be really uncomfortable. I'm sure you've been there, like making calls to people that you haven't talked to before, um, putting a deal together the, in the beginning to the first times, going to networking events, not always fun and enjoyable and like feels good. But sometimes we have to do those. We, we, it's not that we have to. Sometimes we get to or we choose to do those things that don't feel good because we see on the other side, there's a new opportunity by moving through the not feeling good, right? So I love to challenge people around if we put our feelings to the side, not permanently or like all for always, but for a moment and said, hey, if we didn't let our feelings decide how a day was going to go or what success looked like, but we chose from like our desire or our goal from where we want to be, not from logic and reason, but from like. Hey, this is the life. This is the woman I want to be. This is the life I want to create. This is what would have to get done today to move me closer to that. How do you think that would make a difference in like your daily, you know, your daily, the process of you moving forward? I think it will make a big difference if I, uh, if I um, go in it that way, not worried about everything else i guess not having fear would that kind of be what you were trying to say i mean i think i don't know i don't personally know that we can ever not have fear right like that mm-hmm. we can i think we cannot let fear control us okay but i think i personally believe that fear like if you didn't have fear you just walk across the street without looking you'd probably right you drive through red lights right like it wouldn't yeah. <laughs> so fear 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 helps us live and not die but where fear gets us in trouble is when it takes over, right? And it's like, don't go to that networking group. No one's going to like you. Like, there's no death there, right? Or, or fear of like, I don't have enough time, right? Scarcity fears. Those fears are like the irrational, not, not realistic fears. Um, yeah, what, what I'm posing to you is the idea that you could say, if we knew, if you knew, this is the woman I want to be five years from now or one year from now, whatever, three months from now, it doesn't matter, a a point in the future. This is where I want my business to be. 
and you ch and you chose that from like what you want, right? Not what other people think you should have or right, but really what would like, man, I, I would love to see myself there. That would make me right now the feelings are back and that would make me feel real good and real proud of myself. And I know that's possible. What would I have to do today to move me a little bit closer to that goal? Like what actions would I have to take? What would I have to get done? So you're asking me what yeah, would I, I mean, have to get done? Okay. Well, 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 and I'm asking you, like you said, like that would support you to, that, that could be helpful. Instead yeah. of it just having to be like, oh, it feels like I did a good job today or it feels like I didn't do a good job today. All right. Okay. I would say, I would say making those calls, making those connections as best I can. Um, even though I'm not able to, you know, go meet in person all the time. Um, just making those calls and not, and not being down on myself because I can't meet this person in person mm -hmm. or worried about how they would feel because I can't meet them in person right now. Um, so I would say setting those meetings and not worrying about how the other person would feel because we keep have to do, we keep having to do Zooms for, you know, maybe a few times before we meet in person. Do you give yourself... Or in this model, would it support you to like give yourself actual metrics that you're trying to hit, like numbers, just like any business, right? Usually we measure things in money, but would it serve you to say, hey, you know, once a month or twice a month, I'm going to go to an in-person event, right? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out a way, just like you figured out a lot of things, right? I'm going to figure out a way to get to one or two events a month, or I'm going to figure out a way to you know make a hundred phone calls a month something that you again no feelings it's like hey i did it or i didn't do it yeah yeah absolutely and um that's actually something that i i would say started to implement this past week is measuring how many phone calls that i made so right now i told myself i have to do 25 calls at least 25 calls a week 25 connecting calls or meetings a week. So I would say I'm just about there. You know, I've been hitting like 16 or something like that. But my goal was definitely 25 connections a week and just keep going from there. So I just kind of set that goal. <laughs> so what's the difference? What happens with you when you get to 16? What prevents you from getting to 25? Just something with my kids. Like I have to, and maybe the conversation went too long or, okay, now I have to go do this. It's, you know, kids are, things are unexpected. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, just got to go be a mom really quick. And, and I tell myself that's okay. Yeah. I mean, I think you, I think I love that because you have, you have more than one commitment, right? Like, you don't, it's not the one vision over the other you want to be a great mom you want to raise great kids and you have a real estate dream that you want to create yeah what so here's a here's a place that you can look is like hey what would be a win-win what if i could be the mom that i want to be and i could hit my my metrics in my in my business mm -hmm. like what if it wasn't an either or Oh, I either got to choose mom or business and then something loses, right? Yeah. 
what if I, what if I took, put on the hat of like, oh no, it's a win-win. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to get both. Yeah. What, what, what's possible if you were to view a day from like, what would I need to do to have both happen? Honestly, Alex, I don't know. Okay. Who would you, maybe who would you need to, like, what's the, what are some qualities about you that you already know that you are, but if you could like always turn those on, that would support you to, to maybe create a win-win. Uh, I would say <laughs> sorry for the pause. Hopefully we can cut that out. <laughs> no, you're okay. I'm just thinking. I'm sorry. No, you're getting what's the what's the emotion? Not on. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, there's nothing to be sorry about. You're told this is real. You're you're totally what's what's the emotion though? What what just came up for you? Um just um um wanting to be able to uh win in both aspects. Yeah. It's um because I want both. Yeah. But um sometimes it is difficult because I feel like I have to choose. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all. And then sometimes I wish I would have did things the opposite way, mm-hmm. you know, waited to have children before, you know, but, um, that's all. It's just a challenge. Cause sometimes I feel like if I focus more on getting things done for the day, then maybe I haven't tended to my children as much as I should. Yeah. When it comes to, you know, their homeschooling and, just things like that, you know, and then sometimes where I feel like I'm just being um, the best mom, which I am every day. Yeah. But sometimes I feel like I'm not, I'm pushing my goals to the side, which I don't want to do, you know. So that's a challenge for me. Yeah. And it's very uh, a sensitive topic for me. Yeah. Thanks for, um, I really don't need, like, I, I don't, you have nothing to apologize for. Thanks for sharing, like, your heart and your feelings. Right. What I really get from your from your tears and your emotion is how much you care. Right. If you didn't care, that feeling wouldn't have come up. So thanks for allowing it to come up. Thanks for sharing it. Um, and I'm really present to like really getting to see you, you know, like really getting to see like, hey, this is this is a woman who really wants who's really, really wants to be a good mom, but also really wants to she, you know, let me say this different. We forget that parents have their own lives. But if, you th- okay. if we think about our parents, right? Like your parents, I don't know what relationship you have with them. I think about this a lot with my parents. It's like they're just there to serve me. <laughs> like they had me and now they're there to serve me at whenever I want, which is like such a ludicrous idea, right? They're two human beings. They get to live their own life. They, I'm, I am one part of their life as their child, right? I'm not their whole life. And I think that as a parent like you, who's really dedicated and really cares, like not only are your kids a part of your life, they're a huge part of your life because you care so much. And there's still that part of you that existed for years before you ever had kids. 
that had goals and yeah. had dreams. And it's like those two, I'm, I imagine it, you know how we, we all have those like mythology, like the devil and the angel on your shoulders. It's like, there's the mom, you and the, and the younger you that had their dreams. And maybe sometimes it, it's like, they're fighting each other. Um, yeah. 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 So that's, that's my challenge, Alex. <laughs> yeah. But thanks for letting us so. see that. Um, so hmm, the, the place maybe, maybe that we can play with or look at right here is this is funny. It kind of came up. It's actually interesting. I did a, another one of these podcasts and it came up with one of the other people um, around their commitment to their family also. And we looked at like, hey, if they, if they were completely unreasonable, not unreasonable in their commitment to their children, their commitment to their children, they're unreasonable. They'll do anything for their children. But they were unreasonable with with their um, like where they wouldn't stop. What would they do different? And like said, this person wanted to. I think they wanted to write a book. I don't remember exactly, but they were like, "Man, I would wake up. I would start waking up at like five a.m. or something, right? Some something that feels unreasonable. And I would wake up and I would go to my computer and I would write every day for an hour before my kids wake up, because then I don't have to get, take time from them, right? Like that's my time for me and my goals." If you were going to be unreasonable in the pursuit of your goals, what might, what might you do that you currently like have a reason or an excuse not to do? I would say, I would say before my husband leaves for work, I would go out. So this is anywhere between maybe nine to noon before he leaves. I would take that time and that would be my time to go out and connect or go out and have a meeting or, or just whatever. But besides, you know, being an agent, I'm saying as far as in my on my investment journey, yeah, I would go out and pound the pavement and meet with people as much as I can before that three hours is up. <laughs> yeah and look i love it like just you saying that like your energy just changed you like you lit up yeah right like it's it seems like you just saw like a new like possibility in that yeah yeah definitely that that's um that's what i would do just just having that time to just be brilliant mm -hmm. mm. oh, you're you're good mm. Just that time. Yeah. To go for it. And 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 having children is an excuse because you see a lot of women who they're single moms at that. And they grow businesses like six, seven figures. So I know it's possible. I'm not saying what I can't do because it's gonna get done. And sometimes I don't feel like I'm moving at the pace that I want to, you know, is all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I totally feel I, I like I feel you and I, I resonate that for myself, 
I mean, I could tell you about all the clients I have that tell me about how they don't move at the pace they want, but I know for myself too, right? Like I'm not writing books fast enough. I'm not making money fast enough. I'm not, I'm not getting, I'm not opening up fast enough with my, with my fiance, right? Like there's always, it's like, I could just always be doing better. Um, and I know I never win that game, right? Like that's always a losing. It's just like me yeah. whipping myself. I always lose that game. Right. Um, but I, I love, I want to come back to, you know, it brought you to tears again. Like you seeing a possibility in just the, just nine to 12, you know, that, that time in the middle of the day before your husband goes to work and like creating mm -hmm. some partnership with him, which it sounds like he would be down for because of you know, the relationship you have to create some time where you get to go. What I loved about it too, was it wasn't about you just like going to make money it was actually about you going to get to be you separate from you as a mom. It was like the whole, it's almost like, um, you know, like, um, like Superman and Clark Kent. It's like at home with the kids, you're a Superman and like, but you got to go be Clark Kent sometimes, right? Like you got to yeah. do the other personality. That's another part of you. You can't just be the one all the time. Um, and, and that, that part of you, that Brianna part of you, that's not a mom is like caged up right now and like needs to be, have some freedom. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, um, I actually spoke to my husband about this. I think maybe a week and a half, maybe two weeks ago where I said, I just feel a little, a little suffocated that I'm not, that I'm not able to just be Brianna. Yeah. You know? And, um, it's been, it, I would say it's been like that for a while. Cause I had my first child at 16. So I've been a mom since I was a kid myself. Mm. So once that happened, it's just focus on the child, the child, the children, the children now, you know, right. and just going. Um, so, yeah, just being able to just have that time and just be Brianna, like focus on, on me and what I want. Yeah. Can, you, can I give you a practice? Something yeah, sure. Practice. I love, thanks for telling me. I, I hadn't thought of this until you just told me that you were, became a mom at 16. So there's like a little Brianna in there that like missed out on, right? Being like getting her full teenage experience, getting her full like childhood, right? Like just because of life, right? And I'm sure it wasn't just, if, if you had a child at, at 16, right? Like this, this, you don't, you didn't just have sex and then have a baby like the next day, right? There's a process. So like Brianna's childhood yeah. ended before that at some point. So that little girl's still in there. You know, we always therapists talk about like inner child work, right? Like, so my practice for you is once a week, if you can create it, I would say once a week, if you can do more, yeah. great. Don't beat yourself up if you don't. This isn't like another reason to like not be, you didn't do it enough. My challenge for you is that once a week, find an hour at least, maybe more, where you get to go do something for like the little girl, for like that little girl who, who, who missed out, who didn't get to, to be the child, didn't get to have that full experience and go do something that feels good for that part of you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I'll have to think of some things. I don't know exactly what I would do, but yeah. Yeah. Some time. Sure. That would be great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and look, th this is probably going to be silly. You know, I, I, um, it's look, it could, 
it probably won't involve your kids because when you're with your kids, right, you got to be a mom, you got to be in charge, right? Like there's some, you yeah. probably have to separate. But, you know, when I think about my like little boy, Alex, it's like I try to be like really silly and playful. I try to do things that like I would never do as an adult. So um, it might be like, you know, for me, it could be like going like to laser tag or um, to like an arcade or something that like as an adult, I don't really want to do that. But could I go like let that little boy have that? Could it like be a sporting event? Could I go watch a game and remember what it felt like to be like a little boy watching my heroes right before I was like grown up and it, they, things got distorted? Um, I know I know women who have done things like they buy onesies and they have like girlfriends over and they have like a teenage sleepover, but with it, it's like their kids go with the dad somewhere else. Right. And they have like almost like teenage sleepover, like to, to that. You don't do that as a grown woman. You don't have your girlfriends come over and like have like a childlike sleepover. So they they seem silly. Right. When we say them out loud in different ways, but there's that part of us that, that is still that little girl or that little boy. So my, I don't, I mean, I'm open to it, but I feel like with me, like, even though I had a child at, um, my first child at 16, I don't really, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I could be wrong. Cause again, I'm not like a professor. I'm not a therapist or anything, Yeah, but I don't really have, <laughs> I, I don't really have any like, you know, things I wish I could have did as a kid type of thing. Like, I don't see myself like taking that time out to go do things that I wish I did as a kid. Okay. I, I just feel like the time I I take would 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 be for the 30 year old Brianna today. Okay. That's the time I would take. Like a grown woman time. Okay. You know, have that time. So that that would be more of my alley. I don't think I yeah. Just a okay. little kiss. I'm kind of past that. All right. Well I trust you. I trust you to know <laughs> you. So thanks for saying so. Thanks for hearing it out too and taking a look for yourself. Like I appreciate yeah. that. Cause right, I don't know I don't know, right? I know that it this is an idea for some people and for some people it really feels like it works and Thanks for knowing yourself that like, hey, I, I it's not the little inner child, but I really need to go take some grown up me time. Yeah, because when I'm with my kids, I feel like that's kind of me. Nice. Like we go do things. We go to the trampoline park. I'm on the trampoline. My husband sits to the side. I'm on the trampoline with him yeah. and we're playing. And I, I I do those things with my kids, I feel. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm the fun parent. So we do all that fun stuff. And that's kind of like my... I would say that kind of time you were describing, okay. but time when I'm, yeah. No, beautiful. Thanks. So you get, so you actually do get like that childlike time. It's just done as a mom and the mm -hmm. you, the you personal time like needs to be for you as, as a, as an adult. Yeah. So what's your plan? What are you, what are you going to leave here and what are you going to go take on from this conversation? I'm going to have that. What I what I'm going to take from here is that the unreasonable aspect, being unreasonable, and taking that those action steps that time to, you know, get things done, and then still, um, 
still pushing to reach those 20, those calls, right? Reach my, um, what is it? Goals or yeah. just reach that every day. And um, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Continue to keep pushing. What do you think you like got from this? Like, what did you learn from this conversation? I learned, I learned that there's, I learned to not beat myself up. Mm. Like that voice in my head, that, that, that feeling, as you say, like, oh, I feel like I haven't gotten anything done today. I, I, I learned to remove that and actually have something that measures, okay, what did you get done today? What, what got done today? And if that got done, okay, then it, it's a good, you should feel good about it. Don't beat yourself up. That that's what I got from it, mm. from this today. Stop stop beating myself up. You know what I just heard, which is great, is was the both and in there. So it's like, hey, I can get things done, and I can also not beat myself up, right? Like I don't have mm-hmm. to. Uh, that's kind of how I think it was like, I'm gonna do this thing, and if I don't do it, I didn't do it. If I did it, great. But I'm not gonna whip myself either way. I might try. I might try to do it differently or better the next day. But like yeah. whipping myself doesn't, you know, often I, I don't know how you feel as a parent. I think back to when I was like a kid and sometimes you did something wrong and you knew you did something wrong. You didn't need yeah. to be yelled at. You didn't need <laughs> to be hit, right? Like sometimes, you know, and then your parent punishing you just like exacerbates it. It's kind of like makes you mad at them. Yeah. Instead of like them like having a conversation. I think about that with myself sometimes is I'll be like, man, I know I could have done better. I know I could have done different or whatever. I don't need to like punish myself. That's just going to make it worse. I could just go, all right, what am I going to do different next time? Yeah, exactly. And I, and I do that even just with my own, like, like working out every day. So I push myself to work out every day. But even after I did the workout, I should say, I should have did one more set. Or if I don't feel like doing five sets and I did four, I say, you know what? Don't beat myself up about it. Just do five tomorrow. So I, I I do that often. Like, don't beat yourself up. Just like with the calls. Okay, I was supposed to make 25. I got to 16. We'll, we'll, we'll try again. Yeah. We'll try again next week. So. Mm-hmm. Are you going to get this 9 a.m. to noon time freed up so you can go practice being yourself? How are you going to get your husband or your, or, you know, right? Like It's almost like he's on your team, right? How do you go get him to support you to go get that time? Um, well, it's just a conversation with him. I just let him know what I'm doing. And it's, he's normally just like, okay, that, that's what you got to do. So he's very supportive. But um, I would say instead of waking up at 6 or 6.30, I'll wake up at 5 or 5.30 to get things laid out for my kids and just get things situated. So that way, when I am gone, things are still moving like clockwork. Nice. Mm-hmm. And then, because, you know, that's around the time they kind of wake up and I'm kind of making them breakfast and getting their homework out. But if I have everything laid out prior and then once they get up, I'm walking out the door, then that stuff should still be in motion. That's a, like a beautiful uh, example of unreasonable. Most people would be like, man, I wake up at 6, uh, 6.30. I got all these things. It's it's enough. Unreasonable is like I could wake up at 5 or 5.30 and set my husband up or my team up, my kids, and then I'm yes. out the door. <laughs> 
right? Like right. I get to go do that thing. So it's not what I love is I didn't hear you say like, oh, I'm going to just make my husband do a bunch of stuff to make it. I'm mm -hmm. going to, I'm going to be unreasonable uh, so I can do what I need to do to set the team up. So then the team can support me while I'm gone. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's how I am with everything. Even if I have something to do, it's my husband's day off. All right. I set everything up as much as I can. And then, and then I go. All right. So, so, so my challenge uh, or my thing, the place to be checking on yourself is um, to be accountable is if you're not doing what you said, right? If you're not hitting your 25 calls, if you're not getting out between nine and noon, and maybe it's not every day, maybe you say how many days a week, you don't have to tell me right now, but, um, mm -hmm. but what I would encourage you to do is set it in advance. Like you set your 25 calls. Hey, every week, uh, three days a week, I'm going to go out, you know, and network and, and pound the pavement or door knock or whatever you're going to do um, for that time. But if you're not doing it, then you got to create some accountability because this is where most people, people are right. People are like, I'm going to work out. I'm going to, I'm going to eat different. I'm going to, I'm going to write my book at this time. I'm going to pound the pavement from this, this, and then it doesn't happen. And then they either keep saying they're going to do it. And it keep doesn't happen, and it keeps not happening or they give up. So as you leave here, I want you just like maybe write down or, or, or remember, Hey, if it doesn't happen this week or next week, I need accountability. I need my husband like pushing me out the door. I need to set appointments that I got to go show up to that I can't cancel. Like I need something that's bigger than me <laughs> to push me into it. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Cool. Anything, <laughs> anything else you, you want to say or need in this while we're here together? Um, say to the people or to you or just I, whatever you want. Okay. Um, what I would say to anyone listening is, um, do your best every day and push through, push through and get it done. And you don't have to change your vision. You probably just have to refine your strategy. So, and keep going. Brianna, thank you. Um, man, I'm, thank you so much for letting us see you, like letting us see your emotions, your heart, your feelings. Uh, it's so easy to have this conversation and people kind of like keep a wall up. They say stiff, especially because they know it's being right recorded and it's not like fully private. Um, it's so much easier for people to just wall up and not be human, like try to be like a robot. But I just want to really acknowledge you for the bravery and the courage and the, to, to be vulnerable and to be really you. Um, mm -hmm. Because like, that's how we get to connect. You know, we, we don't connect with the robot. We don't connect with the person that doesn't have feelings or emotions. We connect yeah. with that, that version of you that I know I get, and I don't have kids, but I know other people will get that are torn between the light, the dreams that they had as an individual person and their commitments and their dreams as a parent. Um, so thanks for letting us see like all of you and the depth of you. Uh, and I also want to acknowledge you for your, for your authenticity and your voice. You know, when I suggested that practice and you're like, that's not for me. And, and, and it was like, and what I love is how you shared it. You know, sometimes people as, as, as when I'm coaching them, will share, that's not for me. And you can hear it's because they're like afraid to try something new, but mm -hmm. that was so like, not what it was for you. You were just like, no, that just doesn't resonate for me. This is actually how I already do that. 
And this is how that thing you're saying resonates for me. I just really want to acknowledge you for trusting yourself and having the voice to say that. Cause I think that really, that, that really speaks to who you are and how well you know yourself. Um, mm -hmm. And not everyone would do it, right? People would keep that inside. So thanks for speaking up. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having just the platform and the great energy for me to do so. Because um, I do, I, I stay true to myself no matter where I am. But as I'm growing and becoming this woman, right? Getting better every day, every day. I'm learning to be vulnerable because I used to just have this wall up and just nothing. But I'm learning to just really just be me. Yeah. And be okay with it in my career and just everything and just just being Brianna. So that's why I say all the time, just be Brianna. That's awesome. Thanks for being here. Um, if anybody's interested in like connecting with you or learning more about commercial real estate or you know your marriage or uh, or parenting tips, is there a good place for them to reach out to you? Um, yeah, I can be reached um, on LinkedIn. So okay. Brianna Maurice on LinkedIn, or you can email me at Brianna at mauriceproperties.com. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks again for being here. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Alex. This was great. Even though I didn't plan on getting <laughs> emotional, but, and I know later I'm going to be like, why did you do that? But um, in hindsight, I'm like, hey, this is me. And it's I think people will love it. Yeah. It's, I was just going to say, as, as I, as I say, thank you to the audience for listening, you know, um, if, if you see something for yourself and you want to come on this show, reach out to me at alex at the Um, but I just want to say like, that's that the, the emotion that you brought, the feelings you brought was my favorite part of this episode. And it's what's missing from other episodes I've recorded that, that maybe people have heard or haven't heard is we don't get to be with the real human. We get to be with like the Instagram version, right? Where it's like, where it's like all in, it's all logic and reason and like guarded. And that's just not real life. So thanks for like, that was the best moment. So you created that moment by like the best moment for me. And I bet the best moment for the audience is the moment where we got to be with the real you, right? The, because that ultimately that's, a, we all want to be able to do that, right? Don't we all want to be able to like be angry when we're angry, be sad when we're sad, be happy when we're happy. But we're not being able to be angry when we're angry. We're not able to be sad when we're sad. We're not able to even be happy when we're happy. It's we're all like boxed in and caged up. So, yeah. So thanks for blessing yeah. us with that moment. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. <laughs> thanks for listening to Playing With Problems. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Playing With Problems. I'm so grateful to you and our guests who are willing to come on and talk about and share so vulnerably. If you like the podcast, please like and subscribe and leave us a review. And if you're a successful person who thinks you have a challenge or problem that you want to come on this show and talk about, or if you're a successful person and you feel like a more intimate, personal one-on-one -on -one conversation is more right for you, please reach out to playingwithproblems at thedreammason.com. Thank you for listening to Playing With Problems.